What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Unscripted. So you already know how it goes. We finna start with our highs and lows. When I first was asked to be in it, I was thinking like, okay, like, yeah, it'll be a, like a music video. It'll be fun. It's simple. Like, you know, I was thinking yeah. like it'll be filmed on someone's iPhone. <laughs> like, you know, just like, you know, I didn't realize <laughs> that this was going to be like a whole production. And once we finish our highs and lows, we're going to jump straight into our topic of the week and start talking about some of our crazy ass job experiences and how that's gone or how it didn't go at all. Mm-hmm. And she used to talk shit about the girl who cussed out her table and like, <laughs> I mean, granted, she was like kind of ghetto, but so was the host. Like, right. they, y'all, y'all both, both like y'all both ghetto. <laughs> like y'all are literally from the same family. So, like, relax. <laughs> right, because you know niggas be mad and professional. But anyways, don't be a clown. Stick around. It's finna go down. guys welcome back to adulting unscripted where we are always unscripted a bit unconventional but mostly unbothered and as always i'm your boy sam and i'm your girl lady q okay so you already know the drill highs and lows so wait who starts this week um you can start okay so um i guess i'll start with my high okay okay i'll start with my high so you guys y'all know i make music and um, I'm sure Lady Q will have a little bit to say about this later, but <laughs> I filmed a music video. <laughs> yes, and I mean, I've filmed music videos before, but this one was like just a different level. Like it was on a different caliber. And so that was very, very exciting for me. Um, I filmed it with um, a guest who you guys know from a few episodes ago, um, Summer a.k.a. Susan Alexander. This will be part of seasonal productions. And so um, I'm just really excited about it. I feel really good about it. I feel like we fucking ate. Like, (laughs) we ate. And, like, I'm not the best dancer in the world. Like, I can dance, but choreography is not my thing. Like, I can, yeah, I'm like a a free-flowing, like, I do my own thing, kind of how I am in real life, mm-hmm. but like structure and You're order. A musician who moves. Yeah, You're not like a dancer. Exactly. I there we go. A musician who moves. I love that. <laughs> you know, like I used to say, like I'm an actor who moves. I'm not a dancer, so. <laughs> I love that because that's 100 percent true. Like that's that's me to a T. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, it was like a little bit like overwhelming at times for me, but luckily I had a great like cast and crew behind me that really like they didn't make me feel stupid they didn't like be like here he goes again like messing up like so I felt really comfortable and I was able to get and then also to just the type of person I am I'm very like I want to get the job done right you know so we were able to do all that so that's my high yay I love it I love it so much thank you I love it too I cannot wait for it to come out but so do you know um, when it's set to come out like how long is the editing process so the goal is to get the first version and see I don't even really know because it was really between because like Summer directed it mm-hmm. and shout out to JD for um for being the videographer so Summer and JD were talking and they were talking about having it like by June 1st oh wow so I don't know if that's like just the first draft mm-hmm. and they're going to make more edits or if they're kind of like editing it together because JD doesn't live here. Where does he live? He lives in Athens. Uh, oh. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to be like communicating like via, you know what I'm saying, like Zoom calls or whatever the fuck. But JD doesn't live here. But the the goal was for them to have it done by June 1st and then me in summer because it's going to be part of seasonal productions right. so it's like a joint release is to have it released like um, you know sometime like we would once it's done on June 1st we would decide when it comes out in June mm-hmm. so I, I, I really don't know I really don't know well even if it's just the first draft that gets released at the beginning of June, that's really exciting. It's really quick, but it's also really exciting because then you'll get to see, you know, at least how far they've come and what direction they're trying to go in. So you have, like, 
a um a good starting point yeah if, if they're if that's not going to be the final version released on the first right but that's exciting it's so exciting i'm so excited so yeah that's my high and then my low would be <laughs> the fact that um so I don't know if you guys have heard, but stack your coins, save your money, because my mom called me the other day and she was telling me how Brian Kemp, um, who is the shitty ass governor that we have in Georgia, and he is going to pull Georgians out of like the extra assistance, like unemployment whole thing that's been going on because of the pandemic, yeah. because according to him, Georgians are anxious to get ready and get back to work. Are and that's my thing are we because if if we were don't you think we would already be like going back to work (laughs) right like you wouldn't have to like force us back into work if we were like so anxious to get back like you're just literally cutting off people's wages supplies and like honestly like y'all i have so many feelings about fucking brian kemp like when i tell you like how much i hated trump brian kemp is like probably like two or three people under that list like, I really hate him. And it's the thing that, that really, like, fucking chaps my ass is the fact that you literally stole an election to do... You stole an election to do a shitty job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't even do the right thing or the wrong thing for the right reasons. You literally did the wrong thing for the wrong reasons. And that just really fucking pisses me the fuck off. Like, you fucking... And also, not, like... Le- that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I can go on and on about reasons why and how I hate fucking Brian Kemp. The man who oversaw his own election. True. I mean, but it certainly doesn't help. He's trying to cut off these unemployment benefits to try and force people back to work. Because people aren't anxious. They're not like, ooh, I can't wait to get back to my job. Right. Why would they want to do that when they could get unemployment and make more money? Right. So they're basically just trying to force people back to right. work. Right. Right. Right back into capitalism. I don't like it. But that's all for me. That's all for me. I kind of almost wish I started with my low because uh, <laughs> I'm like pissed off all over again. <laughs> well, I'll go in the same order. I'll start with my high and, and end with my low as well. Um, so my high also was your music video because I got to be a part of it and it was Boom. so much fun. <laughs> y'all finna get a two for um, one when y'all watch this video, child. <laughs> so, um, and I will agree that I, I feel like it was on a much higher caliber because when I first was asked to be in it I was thinking like okay like yeah it'll be a, like a music video it'll be fun it's simple like you know I was thinking yeah. like it'll be filmed on someone's iPhone <laughs> like you know just like you know I didn't realize that this was gonna be like a whole production I didn't realize that that's what this was but I was pleasantly surprised about it I was like oh snap like we have choreography we have a videographer we have a director like we're, we have a we're, green screen we have an actual music video happening right now y'all and um I was super excited about it I was like I'm ready to get my video vixen on like I'm just ready to do this so it was so 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 much fun so shout out to all the people that helped make that work you summer jd larry Larry, everybody so it was so much fun and that was definitely a high for me um yeah it was just so much fun and it's so fun to be part of a creative process and to like Mm. see someone's vision come to life so it was so so much fun so so much fun and we changed locations y'all anyway i'm sorry i'm not even trying to like (laughs) we changed outfits locations (laughs) oh man like so (laughs) also i was talking to larry and he was saying how excited he was um this was after the shoot Mm -hmm. and he was saying how excited he was to be part of like um an art movement that was like led by black and queer people and i was like wow that is a beautiful thing like we really like we were talking about with summer about creating our own spaces creating our own narrative taking up space creating our own stories and that's what we did it is and i love it i love every bit of it and i really really cannot wait to watch this video and to see how it all came out because (laughs) i'm just so excited i'm really excited to see it So, so I'm much. also not a dancer. I'm also just an actor who moves, mm, but like that's cap, y'all. Um, no, it's not. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really, really, really excited about that. So that was definitely a high for me. Yay! So yes. All right. So on to the low. The low for me, y'all. I don't know if y'all have done your taxes. If you have not done your taxes by the time this is released, you will be getting a late fee because <laughs> the deadline was the 17th. Okay. And so I finally did my taxes. I knew I was going to owe money because I owe money every year. I'm an independent contractor. That's my primary source of income. So I knew because they don't take taxes out of my money when I get it, that I'm going to owe money at the end of the year. But doing my taxes, I was just like, 
A, I felt like I owed more money than usual. And especially for both federal and state, I just owed way, way more money than usual. And um, I don't have it. So like, that's stressful. I got really stressed out and I was just like, I don't know where this money's gonna come from. And at least with my state, they wouldn't allow me to create a payment plan like usual. Like a lot of times they're like, okay, you can create a payment plan, pay it off over however many months, boom, bam, bam. But this time they were like, no girl, you can either cut us a check or we can reach into your bank account and snatch it out direct. Uh-uh. And I was like, um, you actually can't do either one of those because the money's not there. So you right. want to balance a check or you want to try and get this overdraft fee? I don't know. So uh, it was just really, really stressful and I didn't like it. So that was definitely my low for this week. Yeah. That fucking sucks, dude. It does. It, it does. does. And normally most years I owe... But for whatever reason, this year, I got money back. I don't know mm. if that was because of unemployment and I had my taxes taken out of unemployment. Oh, probably. Probably, yeah, but I, I don't know. But for whatever reason, like, y'all, I mean, I am a whole adult, but my mom still does my taxes, so I really don't know, like, what happens. But she just told me, she was like, yeah, you're going to get money back this year. And see, I, I, I do my own taxes, but I do it through TurboTax. You know, they're really good about breaking things down step by step and being giving you the most simplified version and the most simplified explanation on what goes mm-hmm. where. So I felt like that was easy enough in itself, but I also felt like I didn't do a good enough job tracking all my expenses, tracking my mileage, tracking all the things I need to track. Mm-hmm. So that way when it came time to do my tax, I can get the most deductions yeah. possible. So yeah. a quick unscripted tip for any, you know, independent contractors or freelancers, I really highly suggest if you do gig work like if you do doordash you do instacart or you do uber eats or you do anything anything go puff anything like that where you're driving a lot you i really recommend you either get an app like everlance or gigwise that'll help you track your mileage and track how much you're earning so that way at the end of the year you won't have to try and guesstimate because you're really not supposed to guesstimate (laughs) you're supposed to know um so definitely track your mileage track everything related to your job like if you buy a phone mount like i had to do for instacart if you buy a phone mount track it write it down hey i spent five dollars on this right write that bitch put your receipts you know keep your receipts receipts in a in a shoebox exactly i worked with this uh lady one time at this job i used to have um and she told me how she she was like even when i get my nails done she was like because i'm a she was a server she was like i'm a server Mm. like i can't go to people like crusty hands she was like i put that in a shoebox she was like so if they try to audit me i can show them like hey look this is all the things I have, yada, yada, yada. But, like, yeah, just put – she had a shoebox dedicated, like, for each year. Every year she had a shoebox, and she would put all of her work-related expenses huh. in the shoebox. That's really cool. And then she would just add it up and take that off her taxes. I like that. And another tip for you guys, um, which I myself need to start implementing because I haven't done it in any previous years, and that's why I'm in the jam I'm in. Um, because you don't get taxes taken out of your money immediately, it's really easy to be like, oh, great, I made $100, I got $100 to spend. But in reality, you don't have $100. You really have, like, $80. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, it's hard for me to, like, get the money and put it away. I just, I, I can't do that. So I have to automate it myself. So another thing, another tip for you guys, get an app that you can set it so that way every time you get paid, a percentage of it is taken out and put into a separate account for specifically for taxes. Mm-hmm. I use an app called Capital, um, and it gives you that option. You can set as many goals as you want. You can like set an investment goals, you can set savings goals, and you can set different rules. So like you can, every time you get paid, you can set a percentage, a percentage aside. Or if you wanna do you know, a challenge for 52 weeks, so for the first day you do $1, the second day you do $2, on and so on and so forth, up until 52 weeks. Or you can do a rule where like, Every time you spend money, you can round up the change. There's so many rules that you can do, and it's such a great app. So Capital is one that you can really do that with to really set aside the money for taxes, which you don't have to think about. It just does it automatically. And my mom also sent me another app today, which is something similar, it seems like. Um, Is it Acorn? No, it's not Acorn. It's this app called Lily, which apparently is a new bank account designed for freelancers. So um, I might check that out, but again, I already have Capital, which seems really similar, so I don't want to have too, too many accounts, but... Right. Check those accounts out, guys, if you are a freelancer or you work in this gig economy to try and help alleviate some stress when it comes tax time for 2022. Right. Pro tips. 
So I also um, was talking to uh, I don't know who I was talking to. It was either it was it was probably Jared or Summer. Jared, it was Jared, and Jared, who is also DJ Lotta Names, y'all have heard me talk about him on the show, uh, my DJ instructor, um, but Jared was telling me about how he does this thing where he's reading this book, and I forget what the book is called, but basically it's talking about paying yourself. Mm, I love it. So it was talking about like, when you go to work and you make money, or you get a paycheck, or whatever, take 10%, like you have money for your savings, mm-hmm. you have money for your whatever in your bank account but like you pull from those because you have to spend money for yourself but what if you paid yourself so take just 10 percent of your of your earnings and just like use that to pay yourself so like me being a server say i go to work and i make 150 dollars. what if i just take 15 dollars and just put it to the side and that's just for me granted like i'm gonna spend more than 15 dollars in a day but over time of doing that you know uh, like that that will start stacking up stacking up stacking up and then i can just like have money yeah. to myself exactly. and then that will prevent me eventually from pulling from my savings when i'm in a budge or from pulling from my bank account when i don't really have to just because i want some taco bell like you know like mm-hmm. what if i use that like 10 percent of like whatever and see i had to pull money from my savings to pay like the the, the fee to file your taxes which was like a hundred dollars $150, I think it was. And I didn't like that. I was like, dang, I had done so well about maintaining this savings of $1,000. Mm-hmm. And for me to have to pull money from that, I was like, no. Especially because Instacart, which I mainly work, has been so slow that I'm like, oh, man, now I'm going to have to work even harder to both put that money back in savings as well as stack the money I need for taxes plus the money for bills plus the money for everything right. else you got to do. So it's really yeah. important to budget your money out, guys. I know I'm saying that and I need to budget my money, but I'm also saying it as a reminder to myself so that when I listen back to this, I can be like, remember, <laughs> bitch, you said you need to budget your money. So how about you take your own advice? So right. there that is. Right, right, right. Okay, so all this money talk really just made me think about a question that I have and I really want to know because <laughs> I, I know I have some stories and I'm sure you have some stories too. So I really want to know what is some of the most outlandish or like craziest work stories you have or just extreme <laughs> examples of like I don't know unprofessionalism or something I just want to hear the tea <laughs> I'm already laughing because normally I have to rack my brain but I don't have to rack my brain like it's just oh, no. like they're just right there they're just <laughs> right there they're just like all popping up like pick me pick me pick me so the first one is I used to be a manager at this restaurant that's no longer open okay. not because I did a bad thing <laughs> Are you sure? But just because no. they like they didn't have the budget, so I used to be a manager at this restaurant. Um, I won't say the name just because I think there is one location still open in mm-hmm. Atlanta. But like the word, there was one that closed in Nashville, and then I worked at the one in Buckhead, and then that one closed down like shortly after Nashville closed. And then I think there's still one like on um, Howell Mill, mm-hmm. which is like West Midtown. Um, anyways, but so. I was a manager there, and when I tell you, I was like, I don't know what... Well, I do know what prompted them to be a manager. So they had another manager, and she had to go to Bulgaria for, Ex- like, the whole summer Excuse for, like, three months. For she's She's Bulgarian. Oh, okay. So okay. she was, like, going to Bulgaria okay. to spend time with, like, her grandpa and grandma. I thought she wasn't. I was like, what the hell? Would you go to Bulgaria just because? Yeah. Okay. So they were like, okay, well, we need, like, someone to fill her place. So mm-hmm. they picked me. And the crazy thing is, is, like, she was, like, my work twin. Like, we started on the same day. We oh. started training on the same day. Like, and we were, like, friends. Like, we were really cool. Shout out to her. You know Cute. who you are. But, you know. <laughs> um. So we, like, uh whatever so when she left they made me the new like assistant manager right right so i would be responsible for closing up shop at the end of the night like the gm or um the other like there was two managers so they would be there normally and then i would get there and then they would stay for like some of the shifts some of the night shift and then they would leave you know mm-hmm. and i would have to like do everybody's cash outs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know count the money make sure the safe is good whatever whatever which again i don't know what possessed them to think that i was the <laughs> one like to trust because i really don't give a fuck but whatever but anyways so there was one time like i would do little things like there was there would be times where i would literally like when they would leave I would change the music because they always <laughs> like to play 80s music. Bitch, no. We listen to Cardi B. We listen to ASAP Rocky. We play Rihanna. Like, I'm tired of fucking hearing, like, this 80s ass bullshit. Like, ugh. Anyway, so 
that was one thing. But then there was one day in particular. So I was friends with the kitchen. Mm-hmm. All the kitchen loved me. You a lot been good with the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of them spoke Spanish. Um, because a lot of them were like illegal immigrants, which mm-hmm. was cool because, you know, I went to, I went to school for, for Spanish. Um, that was my minor. So I'm like pretty fluent. So I was like, you know, we were cool. Like they loved me because like I could actually speak to them. Mm-hmm. And then the kitchen managers also loved me because like I'm cool as hell. And so <laughs> <laughs> I would literally like go on break or like take a break. I'd be like, hey, y'all just like keep it like low key. Like don't do anything crazy. I'm about to be back. Do y'all need anything? And there was a liquor store in the same complex where I work. So I would like literally go to the liquor store, buy everybody shots, like those little airplane like dollar shots, mm-hmm. like buy everybody shots, like come oh, wow. back. Of course we they like, loved you. Yeah, we <laughs> would like take them in the office. I'd be like, here's your, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Like we would really be chilling. But there was one time in particular when um, the sous chef, which those of you guys who aren't really familiar with restaurant culture, the sous chef is not the executive chef, but they're like second in command. So like how you have a general manager, you have like an assistant manager. So that's what the sous chef would be like an assistant manager. So the sous chef was dating one of the servers. And so we decided to go and I was and there was also another server there. So we had put on like some turned up music because we were closing. It was mm-hmm. time to clean up, whatever. Did everybody's cash out? And they were like, let's go out. Let's go do karaoke. So we were like, okay, cool. So we went out. We did karaoke. And then the sous chef was, we were like all like, it was like three in the morning at this point. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, oh shit, we're hungry. So then the sous chef was like, I can make y'all some wings. And we we're like, okay, cool. Like where? And he was like, let's just go back to the restaurant. Of course, me being a manager, I have a key. Yes. So I was like, ooh, this is risky, but I'm yes. all about letting the story play out. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. And so we literally go back to the restaurant and we, it's literally like four in the morning at this point. And oh we have music blaring, a little bit of lights on, not too much because we don't want people to see us from the seat or from the street because we have like these big ass windows. Mm-hmm. So we have like music blaring. We're like dancing in the dining room. He's back there cooking us all these wings, mind you, that are stolen because we <laughs> <laughs> did not pay for them and right. we did not bring them. They were from the walk in. Oh my God. That he, like, <laughs> busted out. He's like cooking us some wings. We're eating. It. We're having a good time. And then out of nowhere, I, 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 gosh, it's like such a blur because we were all so drunk. But like out of nowhere, I think rain, someone calls the store. Wait, at four in the morning? At four in the morning. And it turned out to be Michael. We didn't answer the phone, but we saw his number. Our old manager. We saw his number on the caller ID. Oh, my God. And we were like, oh, my God, like, Michael's calling. And then I was like, everybody, hurry up. Let's clean up this mess. Because we, like, made a little bit of a mess. I was like, let's clean it up. Like, clean out Freddie. Clean out, (laughs) (laughs) clean out whatever like you know you've like you've like messed up back there like from cooking, and like get out. Mm -hmm. And then they all got out and they drove away. And then I was trying to get out right because I was like y'all need to go because it makes sense for me to be here because I'm the manager and like I could have just like miscounted the drawer like da 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 this or da da that and like maybe close because four in the morning seems like you shouldn't be here right. (laughs) I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Right. But it was we closed I think like at midnight or something like that but it's like you know you have to like get people out like that and it's like maybe like i had trouble with the drawer or like whatever maybe i i lost something and forgot and came back and i think that's what i said that i forgot like something my phone or something yeah so i like came back for it but the thing is like they all left and they got out of there but when i walked out the door i was literally locking the door about to walk to my car and who do i see pulling up my gm Yes, but I think he was having trouble with his wife at the time, uh, uh, like, because I, I had over, overheard a conversation with him, and I think he was, like, having trouble with his wife, so I really don't even think he gave a fuck that I was there, or, like, even enough to ask me, like, why are you here? And I was like, oh my god, hey! And I was like, I'm so sorry, like, I forgot my phone, or I forgot whatever, mm-hmm. like, I was just coming back to pick it up, I was like, uh, do you want me to leave the door locked? Or he was like, yeah, I'm, I need to go in and do some stuff. And I was like, okay, but I think he was having like marital problems, so right. he didn't even think to like question you on what question, was going on, right? And luckily, all the uh, the other three people, the sous chef and the other the server he was dating, and then the other server, they had all skirted by that time, so it was like no need to ask. Oh my god, wow! Because if we were all there, it'd have been like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? Exactly, you know, something y'all had no business doing. <laughs> 
I love it though. Honestly, I love that you got away with it. I love that. <laughs> like, it was a good a time. Great night. I love it was it. such a great night. It was That's so fun. Amazing. This probably might stop. First story that came to mind. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm trying to think. What is some? Okay, so I remember one time. So I worked in the. I'm trying to say what I can say without revealing who these people are. Um, I worked for the school that we went to and I was one of the people who like when students would get mail, I would send them the like email like, Oh, like you have mail in the office or um, just any, I worked in the office. We'll just say I worked in the office. Right. And there was someone who worked there who everybody loved. Everybody was like, Oh my gosh, he's so friendly. Like he's great. Everyone loves him. And mm-hmm. we all were like, everyone's <laughs> great. Like, you know, I, I honestly didn't really figure this out until like a couple years after everything had went down. But while I was there, you know, I always noticed there was one student who was always like around hanging around him, but I didn't think anything of it because I was like, you know, he's really sociable. Like everybody gets right. along with him. Like, you know, that's not a thing. So he got there and he was there for about a year, I want to say. And then close to the end of that year, he was like, okay, like I'm leaving, like I'm going to another school. And I was thinking, why? Like, I don't understand. Why would you leave this perfectly good school? Everyone loves you here. Like, why would you leave? You just got here. So then fast forward, I don't know, maybe two years when I finally found out what was really going on. Turns out he had gotten a student pregnant. (gasps) And I was like, oh my God. Oh? Oh my God. Ah. What do you mean? How? Who? What? When? Where? Why? Like, I just was in total shock. Did the student stay there? No, I mean, the student followed him. I'm pretty sure. Like, mm-hmm. followed him to wherever. And I think they're, like, still together. And oh. so the thing is, she wasn't... Uh, let me let me clarify. I think she was a grad student. So it wasn't like she was, like, yeah. you know, an 18-year-old or, like, you know... Right. She like was a grad student. She was, she was a, a whole adult and fully aware of what was happening and what her role and everything was, I'm sure. So, like, you know, they were both consenting adults. But still, I'm like, the scandal. Still, the scandal. Like, what? What do you mean? And I was in the center, not in the center of it, because you know I went in their bedroom. But like, I was there, and I was around <laughs> both of them, and I just didn't even put the pieces together until much later. But when I found that out, I was really sad because I like I really liked him, and I wanted him to stay around more. But he yeah. had to. I think I know on. who you're talking about. I'm sure you do. Um, was he light skin? Yeah. Okay, I know yeah, exactly. You know, who you're yeah, you know about. who I'm talking about. He was like a light skin, heavy set, on, kind of. Yeah, I don't want to yep, put his business on yep, Front yep, Street, yep, but like, I remember him. Yeah, <laughs> he was. And really a lot great. of people like had crushes on him too. I did. Yeah, he could have gotten it. He could have gotten it, and he did get it. Not from me, but he got it from someone. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> clearly, he could have gotten it, y'all. He could have got it. Yeah, I remember him. So, I remember him. He yeah. was really nice. He was. He was a lot of fun. He was a type person like he wasn't like. He wasn't <laughs> ugly, but he wasn't like, oh my God, he's so hot. But it's his personality. Exactly. He was so likable yep. that it was like, oh. Yeah. You know? he, I mean, he was so much fun. And I agree. Like, he wasn't the best looking guy, but he had such a great personality. He was like this, just like this teddy bear. Yeah. And you just wanted to yeah. like hug him and be like, oh man, like you're so right. great. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's why what happened, happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that was definitely one, one of the first things that popped in my mind that I was like, ooh. Talk about unprofessional. Yes. <laughs> also, do you remember when we worked together and we had this one manager? <laughs> Not even a manager, y'all. This nigga owned the fucking business, okay? Ooh. It was this white man. Because I know I said nigga, but it was, a, it was a, a white guy. And he owned the fucking, he owned the establishment. And he was just so unprofessional. And you know what? One time I remembered this um, meeting we had. And he told us that he just wanted the restaurant that we worked at to just not be something he had to think about. <laughs> Mind you, he had only owned it for like a year or two. So like when you when you own a restaurant, when you own a business, before it can be that thing where it just sits and collects money from you, you have to implement like a system, you have to implement a standard. And that takes time. So you have, I know you're the owner, you're not the, but you have to be there every day. Mm -hmm. You have to be like underseeing, like, or overseeing, excuse me, like what's going on underneath the surface. Like you have to like be there so that it can develop into the brand that you want it to be. Exactly. And he didn't get that for some reason. So he thought he could just like go take a vacation and just leave (laughs) us 
to do whatever, like to do like what the restaurant is supposed to do. But it's like your restaurant is still developing. And it's... the thing about him was he owned several businesses. So I think he kind of thought and but the other businesses he owned weren't necessarily restaurants. They were more like bars or like things like that mm-hmm. were much more or that were able to be more hands off. Where yeah. you could be like, okay, I, I set this up now and this can pretty much run on its own or run with the people right. I put in place. A restaurant's not so much like that. Like a restaurant is not the same as that. You can't you can't just set it up and be like, okay, this is going to run on its own with the people I've hired. At least not at the very beginning when, right. when people don't know about your restaurant and you're just trying to get it off the ground. So I feel like right. he had a lot of things going on. And so he felt like when he added that restaurant to his portfolio that that could be another thing he like did kind of right. hands off. But you can't and expect it to succeed. Right, exactly. And he, he didn't get that. And I remember him at that meeting being like, I don't want to have to think about this. Like, I just want this to like be able to do this thing and I'm out somewhere. Basically, he wanted it to just generate money for mm-hmm. him and he didn't have to look back at it, which I mean, is the goal for a business owner. Yeah. Like, that is what you want. But it's like... Don't buy a restaurant, though. But that, you can't do that with a restaurant. No. And also, too, just segue. Y'all know I hate working. Y'all know I hate that shit. But I'm the type of person where it's like, I'm going to care a fraction of, like, who my quote-unquote superior, like, in the workplace cares. So if I see that you don't really give a fuck and you literally say out of your mouth, like, I don't want to think about this, like, I just want to, like, then guess what, baby? <laughs> guess what? I'm an employee. <laughs> I have no investments in this. Like, I'm just here to get some money, and if this don't work out, I'll go somewhere else and find somewhere <laughs> to get some money. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you're the one who's, like, invested long-term in this. Exactly. You feel me? So it's like, once I heard that you didn't give, that you didn't care, guess what? If you don't give a damn, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, 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 straight like that. Like, you know? So anyway, so that's that. And I remember him saying that. And then do you also remember him at one meeting, he demanded that we all say hey to him when he, like, came in the door. I do not remember he that was like, because yeah, I don't like, think I ever spoke to him. I never did either. And I felt like he was talking about me because he would always come in. And people always tell me all the time, like, oh, like, I thought you were going to be this way when, like, before I knew you. But it's, like, it's because I'm not, like... I'm a warm person, but I'm not overly friendly, and I'm not the type of person I don't. I hate small talk. So if I don't have nothing to say, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be quiet. And like Same. I see you walk in the door, I don't have nothing to say to you. So why am I gonna be like, oh hey, what's up? Like I mean, yeah, I could, but like you're walking in to steal wine out of your own wine cabinet. Like what do I have to fucking say to you? You know? Like I don't have anything. Like I'm busy. I'm trying to make my money. I got tables. Like I'm trying to do my own thing. Like I don't really. I have, I have no re- I have no relationship with you. Like what what like what do I need to address you about? To say hey. And he was like, Yeah, he was like, I don't want to make this a rule, but I'm gonna make it a rule. When I walk in the door, you need to say hey or like what's up. We need to create Boom. a more like friendly that. environment. And I like really thought he was talking to me, like talking about me when he said that. And my thing was I was like talking to uh, my friend who worked at the restaurant next door, the mm-hmm. Canon. And we were out eating, and I was, like, talking to her, and I was like, yeah, like, he said, like, X, Y, and Z, and I feel like he was talking about me. And she was like, well, yeah, I can understand that, though. Like, did it. I was like, well, my thing is, like, you need to lead by example. Ooh. Because, like, if you want me to do something, then you need to, I need to see you do it first. Because, again, I have no investment in this. I have no stock in this. So, exactly. like, if it's you're not even doing, like, baby. right, it's your business, your baby. So, like, why you you asking me for requirements that you don't even do? It's like if I grow up and my parents are always lying, which is not true, just an example, then why am I finna tell the truth? That's the example that's been set for me. So that's the ener- the energy that I received is the energy I'm gonna give. Like, the fuck? But anyways. But yeah. I... I, I, <laughs> I remember when I was a server at the same restaurant. Um, this is more a story about me being... Not me being unprofessional, but a situation that happened that I felt really unprofessional in as a server. So, um, I think at, by this point, I'm not sure if by this point the restaurant had already undergone a shift because that, that place became many other things yeah. over the course of several years because <laughs> it couldn't, it couldn't, um, maintain as one thing. So we would try and shift into another thing, couldn't maintain that, try to shift to another thing. Anyway. So I think we were on the second, um, the second rebirth of this restaurant at that point. And I remember I was going to serve a table. I had like, I want to say I had three plates in my hand. I had two on one, two on the left arm and one in the right, in the right hand. So I'm like walking to the table and I'm trying to put down their, like I'm trying to give them their food. (laughs) And so I walk there and as soon as I go to like give them their plates, literally all the plates fall off my arms 
and directly in front of them. So like the plate that the lady ordered fell like top down right in front of her. Luckily it didn't get on any anybody's clothes. It just fell right on the table. But I was so mortified because I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I just literally dropped all y'all's food right in front of y'all on the table. And I just felt so bad. I was so embarrassed. They were really nice about it though. The, the couple that I was trying to serve the food to, I like hurry up and got the stuff away from them and cleaned up the mess, changed the tablecloth and made sure everything was back to normal before I tried to deliver the food again. But I just felt so unprofessional. Cause I was like, dang girl, you only had three plates in your arm. It's not even like you had a whole bunch and you just dropped all these plates. Right. Uh, I felt so bad, but they were really great. And they ended up still giving me a really good tip. And I think they wrote a note that was like, don't beat yourself up. We all have, you know, we all go through so things. Sweet. And I was like, that was so sweet. That was so nice. You made me feel so much better about it because I really felt bad about it the whole time. But that was yeah. just one instance in my mind that I was like, that was the most epic fail that I yeah. had as a server. <laughs> Do you remember that time that lady, so this is when we transitioned into the steakhouse. Okay. So the y'all, the place we used to work at together, it was a taqueria and then it turned into a steakhouse. The time that lady like flipped the fuck out. Oh Do you remember God. that? Oh my God. Yes. And she was like mad and she like threw her salad or yes. something. Oh my God. Why would, I don't remember. Why was she mad? Was she mad about the food not she, being cooked right? I, I know. I think it took too long for, I think she had a salad, but she had something else and it took way too long for it to come out. Like and she like flipped. Yeah. And she like flipped the fuck out. And then the server who was serving her was just kind of like, you're doing a lot. And the rest <laughs> of the restaurant was like, you're doing a lot. And she like stormed off. Do you remember uh, that? I do remember that. I don't remember what she ordered, but I do remember, I do remember we did take a long time when we transitioned. Um, the menu that we had was great, but it was also a bunch of stuff that took a long time to make. And so we mm. had really long wait times. And then they had like such a technical way of cooking. Yeah, it. exactly. So it took, it took a really long time. And so even though the food was good some of the time, I know also some of the time people were like, Hey, my food's not cooked all the way. Or my food's not hot anymore. Or, like, yeah. we've just been waiting way too long. So that whole, the whole time we were that steakhouse, mm -hmm. it just was a mess. And then remember, we tried to open for, like, the morning. Mm -hmm. And don't know why, because no one ever wanted to come in. We were like, this is not the type of thing that you need to be open in the morning for. Right. Don't do that. Right. Not at all. Right. But they did it, and, um, and then they they're no longer. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, they're no longer. They're no longer that. So they've transitioned to another... I don't even know what they are right now, but they're something else. Yeah, because I went there for a graduation. This was years ago, because I have not been back to Columbus, because I have no reason to go back there. So <laughs> I went there for a graduation, probably like, maybe like 2016, 20... No, probably 2017. When I went back there, we went back there um, because our friend was in a show, and we didn't see him in the show. And um, it was something else. I, mean, I don't remember what it was, but I'll be back there um, end of this month. Oh, yeah. So For Finding I, Destiny, right? Yeah, flirt Flirting with Destiny. Flirting with Destiny. Um, a Wo Nelly media production. And, shout out, um, shout out, shout, shout out. Shout out, shout out. And so I'll be, I'll be there, and I can't wait to see what it is, and I can't wait to come back and report like, oh, yeah, this is what this is now. Do you remember also, okay, so before we transitioned to the steakhouse, you were a manager. I, y'all, okay, so they made me a manager at this place, but let me tell you why. <laughs> Not because I was qualified, which. You were, like, I mean, I guess, I, guess you know? I knew I could figure it out. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I could figure out what to do. I could, and it's not like it was that hard. But the only reason I got to be a manager was because <laughs> I was the last one standing from the original people that they hired. So I was the one who had been there the longest because everyone else who had been there longer than me had already quit. Mm -hmm. So they were like, all right, well, Q, you're up. Like, you get to be manager now. And I was like, oh, man, like, now I got responsibilities <laughs> and I got to, like, do all this stuff I'm not trying to do. I remember once <laughs> um, the same owner that, he, that Sam was just talking about was like, oh, yeah, you need to come and be a witness while I, <laughs> you know, have words with one of these employees and I'm thinking like okay like what are we gonna talk about like why do I have to be a witness what does that mean well he needed a witness because he was about to fire this man and I <laughs> and I guess they want you to have a witness so that 
to make sure nothing unprofessional was happening, like make sure. Yeah, a lot of times, know. like when you get fired or you get written up, there has to be a witness. Oh, I see. So I was the witness, and um, I just kind of sat in the corner while he fired this man, and then he walked. The, the owner walked away, and the guy who got fired was talking to me and was being like, "Oh man, I can't believe this. Like, blah blah blah, I can't believe this bullshit. Blah 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 blah, blah all this stuff." And I remember me, I was just like, "Listen, I'm just here." To get a paycheck, I don't. I'm not. I don't make any rules. I don't make any decisions on who gets hired, who gets fired. Honestly, I'm just a figurehead. Like I'm just here. And the owner heard me, and he came back and was like, "What do you? What do you? What do you mean? What are you saying?" And I was like, "He was like, are you saying you don't agree with my decision? Are you saying like you don't want to work here?" And I'm like, "No. All I'm saying is I don't make any I have decisions. No in this. I have no power. <laughs> I have no say so whatsoever. I am just one worker who's getting a check, just like the rest of these people. I don't have no sway and no power." I- as you saw, I'm just a witness who's going to stand here and look at you while you get fired. So, like, I don't have any pull. And he's like, all right, well, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page and that we're all, you know, uh, people who want to be here. And in my head, I was like, I mean, I don't want to be here, but, like, again, <laughs> but I'm that here. check. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Just be happy I'm here. Do you remember, okay, so the, the, the manager before you... Mm-hmm. She got in trouble because she got caught being freaky in the office via, with one of the cooks, and it was caught on camera, girl. I did not know this. I don't know how I did How did you this? not know this? Girl. I know. Girl, yes. That's why she got fired. And oh I, I guess I know because one of the other cooks told me because oh. they both got fired at the same time. Wait, why did the other person get fired? For because else? he was fucking her. Wait, they both were fucking her? They were no, 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 no. So she got fired for right. fucking him. Uh-huh. He, he got, got fired, fired for fucking, fucking her. her. Right. So they both oh, got okay. fired at the same time. I thought time. you were saying another cook. And got the, no, 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 no. Okay, another you. cook told me. I'm back. Another cook told me. Who shout out to him? I loved him. I remember one time when I went to the kitchen and I like needed some extra sauce and we were like supposed to charge for it or something or some. Mm-hmm. Oh, we okay, were okay. supposed to. That's the one who was who told you who told me. Yeah, I right. So he was like, I went in the kitchen one time and I was like needed something extra and I like didn't ring it in. I was like, can I? He was like, he looked at me. He was like, hey man, I don't give a fuck. He was like, you see all this shit? This ain't my shit. I don't own this. <laughs> if you need some extra salsa, you need some extra. Just let me know. I got you. Like I don't care. Like it ain't taking money out of my pocket. I don't give a fuck. And then I was just like, ever since then, I've always felt a way about places like, that's the right attitude. that charge, like <laughs> especially chains. Like even the restaurant I work at now, like we charge for extra ranch, extra blue cheese. Mm-hmm. But I get it because it's a small owned, black owned mom and pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a small local business that's black owned. So it's like I get. Like y'all charging for extra sauce, right. extra whatever, because people will just run you to the ground. They and sure like will. Will really exhaust your resources. So I get that. But when I go to McDonald's or Zaxby's, and I'm like, "Can I get an extra this, extra that?" And they're like, "Oh, it's twenty five cent. Oh, it's seventy five. I'm like, "Bitch, if you don't just fucking grab me a fucking extra honey mustard and call it a mustard, give me a Zach sauce and call it a day, <laughs> like." Y'all don't own this shit. Like, but anyways, I really love that about him. But that job, as chaotic as it was, um, oh, do you remember when the owner, uh, before we transitioned, mm-hmm. the owner and his wife, when they showed up and they were, like, cussing each other out? Yes. <laughs> that actually, ha- I feel like that happened, I don't want to say often. It didn't happen often, but it happened more than, more than once. <laughs> for yeah. sure. And I also remember her coming up there and like also stealing wine. She's they like, did that. I'm having the time. a girls' night. That happened often. Okay. I'm having a girls' night. Just don't tell beep about it. <laughs> that happened <laughs> often. Would, like, come in and like take like three bottles of wine out of the fucking like wine closet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that happened all the time, though. They, ooh wee. Yes. Okay. Oh, I remember. <laughs> so I so once I moved away from Columbus, I moved here to the A, back to the A. I'm sorry, I'm I've been here. Okay, so I moved back to the A, and I got a job at a restaurant. I'm not gonna mention the restaurant because there are several of them around. And so I will say, my friend Stephanie, shout out Stephanie, hey girl. Um, she was the one who told me like, yo, you know, you might like this job. You know, it's easy, it's good money. You know. I used to work here. It might be all right. And so I was like, okay, cool. And she did tell me, she was like, all right, now the people who work there are interesting and the manager is interesting. And I was like, okay, interesting. What a word, what a word to use. Right. So then when I went to the interview, the first interview, I was like nervous. I was like, man, I haven't been in an interview in a long time because I worked at the same restaurant we worked at together for like three years, two, three years or so. So, you know, I was nervous about a new job. 
so I go in for the interview and she starts asking me questions, normal questions. I'm like, okay, cool. Answering the questions. Everything seems cool. Then she starts telling me her life story. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Which wouldn't be a problem if her life story wasn't like a hot mess. So she started telling me about like how she'd been in jail, how she had her face smashed in in jail, how she used to be addicted to drugs, all these things. And I'm sitting here like, ma'am, this is my interview. This is the interview to figure out if I'm going to get this job. And I'm not sure why we're not talking about that. So then I was like, you know what? Whatever. I was like, put that out of your mind. Just maybe that's just like a random get to know you type thing. I don't know why that's what the impression she wants to leave me with, but whatever. So I get the job and I'm like, cool, I got the job. I mean, I got hired on the spot too, which should have been another red flag. It was like, she told me her life story and then it was like, boom, you're hired. And I was like, hmm, I feel weird about it. I feel weird about it, <laughs> but okay. So I got the job <laughs> and it didn't get better. Like if anything, she just told me more about her. Not just me though, everybody, me, kitchen staff, other servers, customers, everybody knew her business. Everybody knew that she had been in jail, <laughs> that she, she got, got her face smashed in, that she was addicted to drugs, <laughs> like all these things. And I'm just like, girl, I don't even know what is going on with you in your life. And you know what? As funny as it is, she also was filmed doing the do with a cook. <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah, she was. Didn't get fired for it, though. Didn't get fired for it, though. <laughs> also, um, she used to go and like, <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this, but she used to go and like, do illegal things with the other employees while they were on break. And I'm like, interesting. <laughs> but she didn't get fired for it, though. Never got fired. It was the craziest thing to me. Craziest thing to me. <laughs> Customers used to complain about her. And she didn't get fired. <laughs> I was like, girl, I don't know what kind of dirt you got on the owner of this place. But it must be something. Right. You will see, girl, because you're keeping your job, okay? <laughs> Nothing you do is going to get you. And you know what? Even though she doesn't work at the same place I used to work at anymore, she just works at a different location. Same restaurant, same like. Is this a chain location. restaurant? Um, it is, but it's like. Is it famous for wings? No. Okay. Mm -mm. I was thinking it was Taco Mac. No, oh, I only worked at Taco Mac for like that long, y'all. Yeah. Like a second. I used to love going to Taco Mac when I first worked here, but then I remember you told me how they had roaches. Yeah. So then I saw going there, and I was so sad about it because I'm like, damn, I'm going to Taco Mac. <laughs> but yeah, so that was definitely like one of the most unprofessional people I've ever worked for in my life. That is hilarious. Speaking of customer complaints and not getting fired, do you remember that one girl who cussed out <laughs> a family? <laughs> oh. And like, I remember, okay, so her cousin used to work there too. Her cousin was the host. Okay. And um, her cousin was cool to me. Like, but you know how sometimes people like you more than you like them? Yes. I didn't really like her cousin that much because of her cousin, she was this light-skinned girl, but she was, like, mad colorist. Mm -hmm. And she used to talk shit about the girl who cussed out her table. And, like, <laughs> I mean, granted, she was, like, kind of ghetto, but so was the host. Like, right. y'all both, both Like, y'all both ghetto. <laughs> like, y'all are literally from the same family. So, like, relax. <laughs> um, but she used to, like, talk shit about her. And, like, she used to talk shit about, like, Dark skin girls and da, da da da, and I just I don't fuck with that. Like I don't I don't do colorism. I feel like colorism honestly is worse than racism, but I feel like I have a little more patience because I feel like colorism has to be unlearned because mm -hmm. it's like something that's ingrained, but it's like not our fault that it was ingrained in us. Does that make sense? It does. Um, so I'm like I have more patience, but it it irks my nerve more if that makes sense. But anyways, um, so. She was like, uh, the girl who cussed out the family, apparently she had just went to a funeral mm. and like their auntie had passed. And so she had just came back from the funeral. Oh, you so she not be at work. Right. And then the cousin was like, I didn't go to the funeral. The host, she was like, I didn't go to the funeral. She was like, so that's why I'm at work. Like, I'm fine. Like, I didn't go to the funeral, like whatever, whatever. Like, and I told her she should either go to the funeral or go to work, not do both. Right. And she did both. And then so she was like, yeah, like whatever. But she literally cussed that family out. And do you remember? <laughs> she was like, I just got done putting my family in the ground. I just remember seeing her cussing out this family and then me going, because this was when you was managing. This is right. when we transitioned to the steakhouse. <laughs> so then I ran and grabbed you and I was like, yo, like, old girl is cussing out this family and then you went over there and you were trying to like dissolve right. like trying diffuse situation. the situation like trying to dissolve the tension <laughs> and you were like okay just go stand over there and then the family's white family y'all it was like well she just did it and then she was like and so what bitch I just got to put in my auntie in the crack 
And you were like, so and so, so and so, go stand over there, stand over there, stand over there. And I was like trying to get her and like walk her away. But also, I was like, this is very overwhelming and I don't get paid enough for this. And also, I'm about to bust out laughing. You know what, same. I also didn't get paid enough for this. I was like, y'all may be managing un- unprepared, okay? I am not trying to deal with but, this. But to be honest, that should have never happened. That should have never happened, to be honest, because to be real with you, she should have never been hired because she, she literally came to... That was when they hired the other girl to be manager before you. Mm-hmm. Ew. First of all, she was a fucking annoying. I also remember our friend Courtney, who mm-hmm. used to work with us, too. Yes. She had a shirt. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. Um, she had a shirt on that said, black girls are literally the nectar of the earth. I remember... Yeah, I remember that shirt. Cute shirt, right? And very true. Mm-hmm. And... The, the the manager before you, she was like, she came to me and sometimes, okay, this is a PSA. White people, stop coming up to me with your problems about blackness and black pride and calling people being proud of their blackness racist because first of all, for centuries, since the beginning of time, it feels like y'all have tried to make, y'all try to demonize our blackness and then when we show pride in our blackness, you want to act like it's equivalent to white power, which is a very racist and white supremacist statement. Black power and white power are not the same. And stop coming up to me because you feel like I'm a palatable black person, I'm a digestible black person that you feel like you can like, I just think that's really, because Shant, her name, um, <laughs> let's just call her, say her name was Shanene, white girl. She came up to me and said, that shirt is so racist. Like, that's literally the most racist shirt I've ever seen. And I was like, no, it's not. Why would you? I don't know why she would feel like you would be the one to talk to that about. Girl. Right. Why would you be the one? It, but it happens all the time, Q. Like, all the time, like, white people feel like they can come up to me and, like, express their, like, disappointment or, like, disagreement with, like, black people celebrating themselves because they feel like I'm a very palatable black, like, I'm a digestible black person, you know? Hmm. And I really hate it, but it happens to me more often than you think. Huh. And I hate that. And that was one of those moments. And I was like, no, it's not. And I was like, (laughs) what's racist about it? Like, her celebrating herself does not put you down. A lot of times when white people celebrate themselves, they make it very inclusive or very exclusive and very like this, only this. And that puts everyone else down. When black people celebrate themselves, it ain't got nothing to do with y'all. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> if she want to feel like the nectar of the earth, center of the nectar of the earth. She or, can. She can. And she is. Anyways. Period. But back on topic. Shanna... Whatever, her name is Shanna. I don't give a fuck. So Shanna literally was pissed off because, or no, should have never hired her, the girl that she hired, because she literally came to her interview, y'all, in a fucking bonnet, like a cat, what's it called? What's the thing, those shirts called? Cami? Like a, a camisole? Cam- yeah, she came to her interview in like a cami, a bonnet, some like shorts, like I have on right now, which are like tennis shorts. Like some little short short and some flip flops. <laughs> Who comes to the interview like that? Exactly. I know you're just trying to get a server position, but like, dang, you still need to come on now. You can't look like you rolled out of bed. Right. You can't she look, look like, like that. she just woke up. Just woke up. And it's like, girl, not she woke up like this. Just like that, okay? <laughs> not a single thing was done since she woke up. Not even the crust without her eyes, okay? Okay, but now I want to talk about the the most, probably the most unprofessional setting I'd ever found myself in, okay? Let's hear it. So, we're going to rewind back to when, again, I had just moved back to Atlanta, right? And I had to go to the gyno. I don't even remember why, but I had to go to the gyno, right? And so, the gyno's like, look at me over, make sure everything's good. And he was talking to me, like, asking me questions. Like, oh, okay, like, where'd you go to school? What'd you study? And, and I'm thinking, like, okay, like, you're inside me. Just, like, get out of me. Like, we can, right. t- whatever. But I was like, you know what? Let me just keep going, talking so it's not awkward. And so I was like, yeah, like, I, I you know, went to school in Columbus. I studied theater, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, really? Like, really? Because my wife did all these things in Columbus. And also she's like putting on a show. Do you want to like meet her? I remember this. And <laughs> do you want to meet her and like, you know, see what what could happen? I was like, oh man, like, yeah. Like I'm thinking like, dang, I just moved here. Like I'm about to meet someone, potentially get an audition. Like I'm excited. Yeah, right? that's I, I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. So we get done with my appointment. <laughs> and um, he was like, yeah, her office is over here. So I was like, okay, cool. So we walked to her office, you know, we introduced ourselves and he's like, oh yeah, she, you know, she's an actor. You know, thought maybe you'd want to talk to her. 
So she literally, the lady literally, I'm not going to mention her name, but she literally, um, <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, do you have a resume? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, send me your resume and your headshot. And she was like, yeah, I have a part for you. Now, immediately I was like, wait, you have a part for me? You don't even know me. I didn't do an audition. Like you, you don't, <laughs> I, I'm confused. How do you have a part for me? What show is it? How do you have a part? You don't, don't like even credentials. Know, you don't even know if I can act. What if I'm horrible? <laughs> what if I didn't really act in like you don't know anything but whatever she was like i got a part for you and i was like okay yeah because i'm excited because i was like okay like <laughs> sure so i sent her my headshot i sent her my resume um a couple days later she send, sends me the script right so it's one of those things it was one of those like tyler perry situations where it's like i'm the writer actor and director which okay. wearing all the hats wearing all the hats you know and Jack of all trades, master, master of none. none. Right? <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, I learned my part. I'm doing so. Okay. So let let me also say this was also done over the span of like two years. So we we learned the show. We did the show one time, one year, and that one was fine. That one was good. Like my parents came to that one. It was great. Like I was like, okay, okay, cool. Like you know, sure. So then. The next year, she reaches out to all the same people and is like, hey, like, we're doing the show again. If you want to still be a part of it, like, let me know. Come on, Revival. And I was like, okay, like, Revival yeah, tour. Like, I was like, I pretty much know all the lines. Nothing's really changed. Like, I'll do it again. And this time, so she was very much like, oh, we're going to, like, um, we're going to we're gonna be big. We're going to travel all around. We're going to have billboards posted. She was like, y'all are going to be treated like celebrities. Y'all are about to get, like, A-list treatment. Y'all need to carry yourselves like celebrities. Y'all need to be out here. Y'all are really going to represent. She was like, because when you carry yourself like celebrities, we're just like, we're going to have a tour bus. All this stuff, like, just hyping us all up, right? Because she was like, when you carry yourself like that. Take the show on the road. When you carry yourself like that, then, you know, people are going to want to know who it is. They're going to want to know what you're doing. They want to go. They want to go. Yes, tell me the dream. They're going to want to see it, right? Yeah. So I was like, all right. I was kind of like, in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, I don't know, girl. I don't, I don't, I I don't really know if you're really going to pull off all these things you're promising us, but whatever. So we're doing the show. And at the time I was working at that same restaurant with that crazy manager. So at the end of that shift, once I was done with that, I'd have to go from work straight to the place where we were holding our audition, not auditions, holding our rehearsals. So after work, I'd go and we do these rehearsals. And the thing about it was, so keep in mind, we had already done this show before. And this isn't like this is the first time. Like they had done the show previously before I even came on board. Like every year they do it. And a lot of times she has the same people. Okay. So keep that in mind. So this is year two that I've done it, but this is other people's like fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, whatever. So we're doing rehearsals. And for some reason, the people who've been doing the show for years and years don't know their lines. And I'm sitting here like, I don't get it. You've done this show three million times. Why do you not know your lines? What's happening? Right. And so she would get upset, obviously, because people didn't know her lines. So she then she would go and proceed to give line reads, which those of you who don't know, line reads is basically when the director tells you how to say your line which they're not supposed to do, but sometimes mm-hmm. they do. And they're like, look, I need you to say your line exactly like this. And she would go and demonstrate it. And then she'd be like, that's how I wanted you to do it. So she'd give line reads and all this stuff. So fast forward, the whole rehearsal process, I'm sitting here like, I don't know how this is going to shake out because people don't know the lines. People don't know the blocking. People don't know anything. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So <laughs> we've all rehearsed, right? It's like the day of the show we get. So she told us, um, She's going to have a check-in when we get there. So when you check in, make sure you're not late. If you're late, you get money deducted from your paycheck, however many minutes you're late, right? So I was already like, wait, what? So you mean to tell me I've been coming to rehearsals every day, people who haven't been showing up, doesn't matter. It, 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 money only matters the day we start. That's what you're saying to me? Like the day we go on tour? It's crazy. So I get there, I sign in, whatever. We're on the tour bus. And so we had been rehearsing with a set cast, right? And so I was like, okay, cool. Tell me why the day we're set to get on the road, she tells us, oh, by the way, one of the main characters, she's not going to be in the show anymore. She's still on the bus with us. So we were like, wait, what? Why'd she hear this? (laughs) They were like, she's not going to be doing the part. We brought in this other girl to do the part. She's going to learn the lines on the trip to where we're going. So we were all like, wait, wait, wait. She's got to learn all these lines in one day and we perform tonight? So we were like, all right, not off to a good start. So the whole t- the whole ride there, all we're doing is running lines, running lines, running lines, trying to make sure she gets the lines because she's got to go on the show tonight. So then we get to the hotel. Keep in mind, they told us we're about to be treated like celebrities, like we're about to be like the whole nine. Get to the hotel. We're all sharing rooms. And it's like three of us to a room. No, like four of us to a room. There's only two beds. So we're each sleeping two to a bed. I'm like, I don't really feel like a celebrity right now because I'm sleeping with a bunch of strangers. I don't even, right. know, I don't even know these people. 
Then it's time to eat. And we're like, okay, we're getting treated like celebrities, right? Tell me we're going to go down to the lobby of the hotel we're staying in to have our, like, quote-unquote fancy dinner or, like, our fancy whatever. And they're giving us pizza, which I'm like, okay, pizza's cool. I like pizza. But it's not like we get a whole slice. No, no, no. That's too much, like, right. What? Instead, what they do is they – you remember how in, how in high school when they would serve pizza, you get those little tiny little squares yeah, of little pizza? Yeah, little square rectangle pizzas. That's what we got. But not, like – and I'm talking like a small little square. Like, if you take a regular slice of pizza, like a regular triangle, and you take a square cutout and press it in the center of pizza, that's how big our piece of pizza was. And we got two. Um, and those were considered two slices. We got that. And I was like, okay, again, not really feeling like a celebrity here. That reminds me of like when you, like when your teacher in elementary school would like promise if y'all was good, y'all would get like um, like a pizza party. And then it was, like, lackluster exactly. at the end of the That's year. That's exactly what it was. So we're building all this up. The whole time I'm like, okay, I'm not really liking the way things are going, but whatever. We've got the show tonight. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to just do it. Y'all, we do the show. When I tell you it was so bad, almost no one knew their lines. Now, I knew my lines. I will always know my lines. I knew my lines. Did I know everybody else's lines? No, because let's. I want to say there's, like, six main women and I'm the one with the least amount of lines. So mm-hmm. we're doing the show, and everybody's forgetting their lines, and there's, like, no way to really save them because it's like, okay, I, there's, I don't, right. there's no and way to save And you're only them. really responsible for, for yours. For me. I mean, so you're I'm responsible, like, I mean, not responsible, but it's nice, like, to know, like, you know, but exactly at the end of the day. Anyway, so it, so we made it through somehow. We, we somehow got through it. It was a mess. The whole time I'm sitting there like, man, I just can't wait for this to be over. Show is over. We take our bows. We go in the dressing room, right? We do the meet and greet with the audience. I, it, it was so bad that one audience member was like, told the, one of the main girls, like, dang, you really didn't know your lines tonight, huh? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not an <clears throat> audience member telling you that. So, anyway, fast forward. We're trying to change to get back on the bus to go back home. Why, when we're changing, does she come in and would be like, I have never been so embarrassed in my entire life to do this show. You guys got out here and made a mockery. And then she looked at me and was like, and you. She was like, you have all this training. You couldn't even save the show. You couldn't even save the show. And I'm thinking, ma'am, it's not my responsibility to save the show. It's not my responsibility to go and say five other characters' lines and then my <laughs> line so that it makes sense. That's not... I'm sorry that the people I'm trying you to live in the hired, moment, girl. Right. I'm sorry that the people that you that hired if, uh, last minute don't know their lines <laughs> and you expect somebody else to be like, oh, let me say all the lines and get us back on track. No, ma'am. I was like, I knew all my lines. I said my lines. I don't know what you want me to do. And not her blaming you. Like, ew. Was, like, wait, was the show even good? Like, was it well written? Like, No. I don't want to <laughs> say that. I, I mean, it had a good message. It definitely had a great message. Um, it had a great message. It definitely did. But... But it was not well-written. Not in my opinion, no. I don't think it was that well-written. I think it could be if she got some, like, outside help to, like, right. find some, two... Some peer reviews. You know? You know? <laughs> when you try and do too much, when you try and act, and you try and direct, and you try and write, like, it's too much. You're trying to do too many right. things. And that's kind of how I felt about it. So I'm like, girl, you trying to do too much, and you trying and to also, blame the actor. Bitch, you gave us a fucking square of pizza. Also like, that, like, face. and you talking about we're about to be treated like celebrities. Also, thank and God you're not at me because only... I don't know all the lines. I don't know. Maybe if you fed me, then maybe I would have remembered more lines. You know, like thank God there were only like three people in the audience <laughs> because I would have been too embarrassed if there were more people. Yeah. So we drove all the way out of town for three people to come to the show, even though she was like, oh, I made billboards and I did all this did stuff you? to promote. She did. Oh, she did. She did. She did all that stuff, but did nobody show up? Yeah. Mm. So that was the most unprofessional acting situation I'd ever found myself in because I was like, never in my life have I had a director blame us or specifically blame me for <laughs> other people's failures. Right, for other people's shit. That's like... amazing. Like, And so I was like, oh, well, girl, I sure hope you never ask me to be in your show again because I will not. The answer was a hard no. Right, it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> all the way. Damn. So, yeah, that was the craziest situation I ever... I'd never been so happy to be home in my life. I was like, I don't want to see any of these people ever again. Mm, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you, dude. I Like, that sounds mortifying. It was. And then also, like, um, enraging. Like, 
like now she come in the dressing room blaming me like i would have been like pissed oh i'm sorry and i forgot to mention then everyone started crying and being like oh my god we're so sorry we failed you like we we were so so and i was sitting there dry eyed like a motherfucker like excuse me i'm not crying or saying sorry about anything because i did my job right you failed yourself and y'all can um talk about how she's trying to get the lord's message across but i'm give me my check and let me go home period (laughs) because uh uh <laughs> I ain't right. never in my life dealt with such unprofessionalism. I cannot. At all. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like that pretty much wraps it up for us. Yeah. This episode. It really does. So yeah. hopefully you guys enjoyed those unprofessional workplace stories. If you guys have some fun. Enjoy them more than we did. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you guys have some fun, unprofessional stories that you have about any jobs that you've had, you can always feel free to let us know and send them our way. Maybe we can guys can give you a shout out in the next episode. You can send that to our email at adultingunscripted at gmail.com or you can DM us on our Instagram at adultingunscripted. Yes, you guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning us. This is episode nine. That is crazy. We're almost at the end of our season. We are. One more. I know. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for sticking with us for this long and, you know, kicking shit. Um, But as always, I'm your boy, Sam. And I'm your girl, Lady Q. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday when we'll drop our next and final episode of the season. I know. But don't worry. We'll be back. We'll be back with season two. But, yep, it's been a real time, a chill time. We out. Peace.